want to tell a scary story? Ooh, yeah. Let's pretend we're part of the Midnight Society, but with booze. But I, I get to sprinkle the dust over the fire pit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. It's Alex and Emily again coming at you in a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife. And we're going to be talking about Madman from 1982. Emily, as always, has the original and priceless VHS copy. So, Emily, let's pretend we're at the campfire. And now, submitted for the approval of the Gag Me With a Knife podcast, this is the tale of Madman Mars. Mm. On the last night of summer camp, the story is told of Madman Mars, a berserk local farmer who butchered his entire family before disappearing into the woods forever. You must not say his name above a whisper, the legend says, because if he hears you, he will come for you. But when a cocky young teen ridicules the tale and calls the madman's name out loud, the maniacal evil is unleashed. Summer may be over, but the ferocious bloodshed has just begun. A longtime favorite of hardcore horror fans, Madman stood out from the pack of the 80s body count films by delivering scary suspense, gruesome effects, and sheer nastiness, including its infamous head under the car hood scene. So I guess I did. It's not an original VHS, so. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a later later edition, but it's, it's still like. Yeah, it's it's a later edition. Anyway, your thoughts? Well, this is definitely just kind of your average slasher movie to me about an axe-wielding maniac in the woods. I mean, there's musical crescendos where you expect them to be, people die as you expect them, and you know from the very beginning who the killer is, as it's all explained in the campfire tale. So there's not really much to this that hasn't been done, but I, I think fans of slashers in general, like, you have to be a slash. Well, you don't have to be a slasher fan to appreciate it, but I think it helps. Um, the killer looks a little creepy sometimes, like from the from the knees down. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that whole thing because it like he was a farmer that went crazy, and now he's like some deformed person. Now I, he's yeah. Now he's an ogre in a rubber mask with a boisterous wig. I I just I couldn't get past. But his back. I, re I really couldn't either. I couldn't get past that. I was just like, since when did just because like you killed your whole family and ran off into the woods like you become deformed? You look like a werewolf in overalls or something. Yeah, it was <laughs> so. But from the knees down, you know, his baggy jeans and his boots kind of did scare me. But um, Manos hands uh, of fate. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I mean, I do tend to rewatch the silly fun slashers more, and but once or twice a year, so I will put this one on for some fun woodsy horror vibes with a little more serious tone. But I, I do bet this would have been completely different movie had it been released in the late '80s as like more of a satire and fun versus the early '80s where everyone totally. was basically trying to make the next best serious hit. So yeah, I really think it would have because okay, uh, you know, you said '82, but there's. There's a there's a lot of different dates. Like it was actually in film limbo in eighty one. The first time it came out, like in theaters, was eighty two, and then then again in eighty three became a sleeper hit. So it does have that eight like early eighties vibe, which you know I'm not a big fan of. Um, and you know, Dawn of the Dead is my favorite movie, but Galen Ross can't. It, <laughs> She doesn't fix. She doesn't fix it for me. I, you know, she is the best actress in this actor. And in she this is, movie, though. and it is a, and it, and it is a strong female movie. It really is. Um, but, but we have a final boy, which is right. fun. But it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good uh, women empowerment in this as well. Tons, tons. Some of it's like, 
very overt, you know, and like over the, uh, you know, is the, the one Stacy, her character is very much like, this is the time and this is the things that feminists say. So we're going to put that, that like, she's that character and we're going to have her say like all the typical stereotypical things or whatever. Um, Right, and Stacy did remind me of um, I, I I forget her name, but the best friend, um, not not PJ Souls, but uh, the other friend of Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah, yeah, she does remind me. Uh, I can't remember her name in the movie. You know, I don't like Halloween that much, but I know. no, it, it, she does. She no, she totally gives off those vibes. And she kind of looks like her too. The but one she, that's like yeah. can't find my keys or whatever. Yeah, I think it's um, she's the one always on the phone, but um. She's babysitting. <laughs> she's babysitting the girl. That's that housewife. Paul. Paul's her boyfriend, I think, and she's the cop's uh, daughter in the movie. Anyway. Yeah, oh, and Annie. 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 Yeah, God, she. Yeah. She's like very anyway. Annie. Yeah, she's basically like the same character almost, except for like putting in a yeah. little more like female empowerment quotes, I guess, into it. Yeah, and this be, I got confused. Be more in your face about it, I guess. Because you know, yeah, and the characters' names were Betsy, TP, Stacy, Ellie, Richie, Dippy. Ellie Tommy, is the worst Jimmy, person Shirley, I've ever. Oh. We'll talk about Ellie later. Oh yeah, I can't. I I mean, I I, I almost <laughs> we'll had to just to her. turn her off. I mean, like we'll she needs to get out of there. So I will say, and I do remember when I watched it when I was younger. This was I felt the same thing. That's when I was rewatching it for this. And the beginning is really cool. I like the little synth stabs when the title comes in and then like the red and black intro colors. Oh, yeah. I thought that was super cool. And the story that um, Max is, I guess, like it's he's sitting around the campfire with. OK, when I was younger, I thought it was just counselors and it was basically like Friday the 13th. But apparently it's there's counselors four, and kids. There's four campers and eight counselors. I mean, what's and like, I mean, yeah. Where is everybody? I, OK, you need eight adults for like four, what What kind of camp is this? Is this and, Friday the 13th part five? I mean, like, yeah. And then, you know, the, you know, the opening too. like I there's parts of me that like I like the opening music. But then when they start when he starts like singing, I'm like, what is this hokey horse crap? Like I don't like the singing, but I really and it's always stuck with me. The intro story and the reenactment, like the flashback. Oh, the oh the, the flashback. The flashback is Mars. It's super creepy. It like, is. It's it's, my, it's actually my favorite part of the movie. Me too. And, and in fact, uh, the movie goes pretty much downhill uh, from that scene for me. Um, yeah, and like you know. Uh, we have, you know, Mr. Feeney basically over here telling this. <laughs> oh my god, he does look like him. <laughs> telling this story, and I'm like, this is a terrifying story for these like seven year old kids. Also, and also, like they say, you can't say his name above a whisper. But when they met, have him say his name, he says it above a whisper. I'm just well, saying. Well, the first time he says it, you hear this girl in the background. What's he say? I can't hear him. <laughs> well, he goes, Mad Man Mars. That's not a whisper. And like, because I will tell you, I substitute teach, and I have to t ask kids if they know how to whisper, and then I make them show me how to whisper. And I say, if I can hear the tone of your voice, you're not whispering. Yeah, I mean, so he wasn't whispering <laughs> at all. And at the end of the day, too, like, what is this, Candyman Voorhees? What's going on? <laughs> and then, <laughs> so we have Richie, which you know, I admittedly thought was actually an adult 
through half the movie and did not realize he was a camper. Um, <laughs> so that was confusing because I like I was just like, why do they care so much? I don't know. So Richie is this kid that's like, hey, Mad Men Mars. I mean, and on top of that, he's just annoying. So, of course, it's going to wake him up. So Mad Men Mars wakes up. And then, like, I guess they're leaving the campfire and Richie is apparently a really good shot because he throws that. What is it like a rock or something? He throws it like straight through the, that window. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he goes like chasing, he's like going to chase, he's going to invest. He like leaves the group, but he's going to investigate. I know. What is that? I mean, why? He's so full of himself. Uh, whatever and so i guess it makes sense that i was confused as to why because when they realized the camper's missing they're like we have to find him it's a kid but i thought it was a counselor so i was like i mean why don't they just wait a little bit and see if he comes back yeah it made more sense later on when i realized it was a kid so and so when he is is it before or like right during when he explores the house that all of a sudden it just deadpans to the silhouette up in the trees and you see Mad Max hey, yeah. or Mad, Mad Man? <laughs> no, I think I think he sees him in the tree before he goes. I thought so, goes. too. Yeah. And like his hair is kind of like blowing in the wind. And it's like, yeah, it's very silly. It's, I thought it was kind of creepy. Well, uh, I, I mean, it looked like he had just had a Halloween wig on. I mean, well, I, well, and I got, you know, uh, um, Harold from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. You know, oh that little... Her- no, don't even with <laughs> yeah. me. Harold's the scariest story of all time. But like what kind of story looks. ends for a kid with a fucking scarecrow laying out skin to dry in the sun and then it's out that that story's over it's some wicked shit yeah it is the scariest story like the scariest story to tell in the dark and uh, by so maybe so maybe his his name is Candyman harold Voorhees. (laughs) (laughs) bars you know instead of jesus h christ it's Candyman h Voorhees. h is for harold (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, Alex and I got in trouble in chemistry one day because all day we went around changing Jesus's middle name to like things that started with an H. So that's that the background of that one. Our chemistry by fourth block, which we only had four blocks, we've been doing it all day. And our teacher was like, "Can you just stop, please?" So we're like, "Jesus Harold Christ, Jesus uh, Heather Christ, Jesus, like any name." Yeah, anything. Um. So okay, I uh, I'm gonna talk about Russell Todd again. I know. I don't know how I find it every time. You do. But there's a character named TP that is um, dating Betsy. Uh, I wanted to say Francine because she's Francine. That's, that's Francine. Yeah, Galen yeah. Ross. Um, Galen Ross. Yeah. And they're like trying to decide if they want to stay together. But I thought he looked like a really like very, very I put very 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 Bobo bootleg Russell Todd. <laughs> Bobo bootleg. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it means like it means like kinda could look like him, but it was like someone like rubbed hot wax all over his face or something. I don't know. <laughs> they, they he like put his head in the at the end of the fire or something. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, but so then you know we do we have Richie here being a, a rebel and he's exploring this house. <clears throat> but then you know I guess Max comes and stops him or something, and then him and Richie Who and knows? Max 
Mitt Virginia really Max, does. they're like having this argument or this tense discussion in front of what becomes basically King Arthur's sword in the stone with this axe and a tree stump. And it, it, it gets real phallic real quick as they're like stroking this axe thing. It was the weirdest like thing to me. I, I felt a little uneasy. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I, Max creeped me out the whole movie. P.S. Mr. Feeney, he scared me. Okay. I, okay. I will say this and I was going to just go into it when I talked about the fun facts, but, um, I did like this character and it was originally that originally they wanted Vincent Price as that character. And I do not think that would have worked at all. Um, I think it, it just would have become this like silly campy, but in a bad way, like, you know, he would just do his character. He always does. Right. Same thing. Like (laughs) always. And it would have been a little out of place. I think. I think it would have been out of place. But yeah. then, but can you imagine him, you know, walking up then? Because I guess, you know, these counselors, it's because it's, it is their last night, right? Why will he help them with anything, by he's the way? Like, he's like, I'm going into town, bye. Like, yeah, he, he walks up to them and he goes, ahem, 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 ahem. Oh, and no, he says also, um, hey, you know, those beers that you have hidden that you shouldn't have, save me one. Save well, what the fuck one. are you doing going in? What do you need in town? Why can't yeah. you help this? Like, I guess they don't know the kid's missing yet, but... And then right before that, he's like, I like to keep my staff happy. And then it's like, within reason. I'm like, excuse me, I'm quitting that job ASAP. <laughs> going to gla- glass door did not tell me that my boss was this callous, bye. Uh- <laughs> I, mean, I guess glass door didn't exist clearly in the 80s, but well, it did for women. But oh, um, God. I mean, I think of it as more of like a, no. a Wall Street position. But um, no, I mean, not at a camp. No, I know. You oh, know. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I like totally went to just like American Psycho. But um, <laughs> but uh, so I wrote I did. Write, I did make some notes on this and I keep writing. I keep on writing like different times that the movie is poorly paced. <laughs> So the first time I wrote, movie's pretty poorly paced, 13 minutes into movie. Let's see if that changes. <laughs> well, about two minutes later, the pace Dippy. changes. Dippy. Oh, I forgot about Dippy. Dippy gives no fucks at Dippy all about no anything. Fucks. And like, he, like, he, he, it was a cool death. Is he the caretaker or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. He was just a Dippy, I guess. I mean, who, a, yeah, a caretaker would be named Dippy. Um, so that makes sense, but I mean, his, well, yeah, yeah, he's the first one to die. But he's like, his death is pretty cool. But like, who cares? He gives like not one shit about anything. I mean, he just walks in that house, and the guy's like, <laughs> and like, he's like charges him and like swings this axe at him, and Dippy's just like, <laughs> I mean, when this werewolf in a fucking plaid <laughs> shirt and overalls comes charging at him with a horrible. <laughs> Yeah, and he's Weird. like uh, he's already like drunk, so he's just like whatever. I mean, like yeah. I don't care. He's like uh, it's the last day of of camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't give one shit. So, and, uh, I guess, and then right after that, I wrote Richie does not know what he's doing. But this is also at the point that I thought he was an adult. So. Well, that's that would make a lot of sense. Then he shouldn't know. <laughs> so then we then like I think the next big thing that kind of happens is the hot tub scene. One hundred percent. The softcore porn meets the seventy soft oh rock. Oh my god! Music. It is the slowest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so long. Lol at TP's belt buckle because it says TP on it. And why is his name TP? I guess his name is Tyler. I'm on. Perry. I'm gonna say his Perry. name is Tyler Perry. <laughs> 
No, I don't know. T- Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Perry's first movie was. <laughs> what if it's his name? We're going to make up his name. It's oh going to be. Heart, I'm dying. No, I don't think his name's going to be Tyler. I think it's going to be. Taylor. Um, <gasps> no, hold on. Timoth- old Tim- Tom. I was going to say Timothy. Okay. Timothy Payne. No, how about Timothy? Patrick. Pa- Timothy Pulaski. What? <laughs> Timothy Timothy Pulaski. Okay, well, he doesn't have any of the skills to make a movie that Roman Polanski does, but no, uh, Pulaski, not Polanski. Oh, I thought you said Polanski. Pula- I don't Pulaski. know. Oh, Pulaski, like Pulaski, Tennessee. I guess. Uh, I when I listen or the I doctor would. in Star Trek Next Gen. I think she comes on as after Crusher. It's Pulaski. Well, Pulaski is one of the worst places <laughs> in the world, so um, it makes sense. For him, um, all they do is turn circles around and around as they're like yes. rotating in this hot tub. Like it's not sexy. After it's th- they spent three hours taking off their clothes. But I needed a Dramamine. I say this a no, lot in some I, of the movies. I, I, I needed, no, you I needed motion sickness mutant. It's medicine. like that scene. It's it reminded me a lot of that. Even though this <clears> uh, the movie I'm about to say is a very different movie and uh, one like a thousand times better in my opinion. But there's that scene in Bully from 2001 with Brad Renfro where mm-hmm. they're going to meet up with the hitman who's played by the same guy that was in Kids. And there's like that scene where ODB's playing, the music's playing, and it's like circling the kids like over and over. It's like it's supposed to like make you feel sick. But it reminded me of that. I mean, and I it, felt like I was on the teacups at Disney or like a Tilt-A-Whirl or like Gravitron. You know I can't even go into the carnival area, <laughs> Dollywood, or I can't look at those rides or I'll get. So that's how motion sickness I get. Yeah. Like. They just did this in a hot tub. I straight up can't walk into the carnival area anymore. Yeah. Like, can't do it. Can't can't even watch the swings going around. So I was was trying to distract myself watching this. So to do that, because I I kept looking down and, like, holding my fingers to my forehead to, like, uh, not be dizzy. So then to to get past it, I had – there's, like, this song. And there's some, like – it's like some Seals and Croft wannabe song playing. And I just had this vision of Max. He never went to the bar. He's sitting there in the corner with a banjo singing this song (laughs) to them as they just do twists and turns. And then, like, it would, like, pan over to him. And he'd, like, wink at them and nod his head and put – his little guitar down and walk out of the room. And TP is the one that sings the song at the beginning, isn't he? Yes, yes. Okay, that's what I yes. thought. I, I think that he had actually. I think he had to sing that on the fly, which you know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's not a good song. But like to tell someone you get, you're gonna have to make up the song real quick and like sing it right now. I mean, it's not terrible for that. I mean, yeah, we we make up songs for, to our animals all the time, so we're yeah, good. I mean, <laughs> good dog, good dog. Um, so I said the movie had stopped dragging until the cringy hot tub scene. So Ugh. what's this weird lay? <laughs> then it cuts to four of them. The, not It's not um, Betsy or TP. It cuts to the four of the other counselors. And they're all like laying in some kind of like fucking like late high school, early college sorority pose where they're like head to head but like in different directions it's like it's like it's like the cover of the friends album a soundtrack or something where they're all <laughs> yeah God. I was, I read, what's what's this weird laying next to each other with their four heads next to each other or like you yeah or like the cover of a one tree one uh one tree hill poster and then one of them is dave and he is uh in my opinion for a quick for a quick second he like is kind of a red herring because he starts getting real creepy for no reason and they're like, he's like, I don't know. He just 
starts talking like a psycho. Uh, and at this point, had they found, had they figured out he was the, when did we find out Richie was missing? Because I can't remember. I thought they already knew at this point. Well, how's no one doing anything? I get, well, because TP is the first one that goes looking. So oh, I guess well, then, it's like, so then they must find the, out soon, soon after this, yeah. they find out then, because they get their clothes back on and then there's this scene. So then the next. And then I just wrote, what is up with Fugly Ellie? Is she like real dumb on drugs or both? <laughs> God, right. Well, and, and right before we get to this cabin with this reenactment of a sorority or a summer party massacre movie cover, um, Stacy is like. I did that picture at like in senior year of high school. I know you did. I mean. I know you did. I wasn't, cr- saying, it was, I wasn't it, saying anything. It's cringy then. It's cringy all the time like don't what what is that like like who who what director was like do this it'll look cool <laughs> idiot but i I'm, but when stacy gets to that cabin she right before that she was like struggling to walk through the woods and like there's like this hill it's like four feet tall and she's like eh, eh. she's like trying to get up it and uh, she's like, you know, she doesn't realize it, but she's like one second away from being grabbed by Madman Mars. But then she turns around and gives a raspberry to Mother Nature. I'm like, I'm sorry, you walked up a hill. God, it's so dumb. She goes, and, <laughs> like, it's surprising also knowing, like, because we all know Dawn of the Dead's my favorite movie. And I know, I don't know if I could know anything more about it, honestly. But. You know, it when she, Galen Ross was in that movie, she told George Romero that she, uh, there's a scene um, when they, they have look like when they're at the filling station, and she and Steven go off, and there's a zombie, and she just stands there for a while, but she was supposed to like be screaming, and she told George Romero she didn't want to scream because that would make her look like you know a weak woman. However, she just ended up standing there and doing nothing, so I don't really know like what have been better, but. Why Why didn't she bring that kind of, like, empowerment to... I mean, she brings it at the end, but, like, in this part, like, in oh. you know, the hot tub and all this, it's just, like, where where did that girl go that, exactly. that wouldn't do these, like... You know, she stays strong throughout the whole movie kind of thing. Right. Because she really kind of... I mean, I think she is a strong... She is very... I mean, very much a strong female character in this movie, but early on, she's just mostly like, I don't know if I want to date him when we go back to the city. I mean, like, no one cares. This isn't, like, the the hills. I don't... uh, I mean, this isn't Real Housewives of New York. No one cares. Like, I do care about the Real Housewives of New York. I don't care if she's going back and going to date toilet paper. This is real... Timothy I'm sorry. Pulaski. I didn't change his name to toilet paper, but Timothy okay. Pulaski. But this is the Real Housewives of Summer Camp. It, it is, <laughs> and we really see so, uh, so the the next thing I wrote was, "Oh God, every scene Ellie is in makes me want to die." I just hate her. And then after that, I said, "Okay, so I just realized Richie was a kid, not a counselor." Lol. At 50 minutes into a movie that is an hour and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, Ellie is, it, it, she's with Dave, right? Maybe. No, 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 she's not with Dave. She's with okay. the guy with the mustache. Right, Stacy. Billy, Billy. Yeah, I think Stacy was with Dave, right? I don't think she was with anybody. She was, I, I, who cares? Um, yeah, pass. So Ellie and Billy have this, like, I mean, I don't know if they were trying to make this into a rom drum horror movie. I, like... Who gives a shit about your relationship? Acting like they were going to get married. And by the way, her face looks like someone 
like crushed in her like her face is sunken in and she has You're like terrible. high cheekbones but it's like fucked up like she, i cannot oh uh, well <laughs> she was born that way uh so we'll get in her act oh my later God. On that um oh her acting is worse than her face which is not i mean low you're bar you're you're terrible you're awful so um that but, cool. so after that happens and we have to see that for a while so it's i guess i said back to stacy yawn get to the death please but at 54 minutes when she finds I guess she, she she finds I guess Day's headless body was pretty cool. So that's fifty four minutes in. Wait, did we skip TP's death then? I guess I did. Yeah, Oops. he was the first one to die. He does die. He does die first. He does. So he I, yeah. and I forgot that I had forgotten. He, uh, he that. is. Oh, his death is actually cool. He's hanged with a noose until his neck snapped, and I don't know where my. No, but I had forgotten that they had said, you know, that Mad Men Martz has. The oh, I had notes on the back of my paper. That yeah, uh, but they had said Mad Men Martz has the smell of death when he's approaching. But then on yeah. the, and I forgot that. But on screen, it shows TP. Like I was like, did he just fart? Is he about to sneeze? Like, and I and then I was like, oh, because then boom, Mad Men's Martz throws yeah, it, a giant noose over his neck. Well, then I'll throw in this fun fact. Apparently, like this, the guy that played TP, um, like kept on like choking himself with like rubber bands or something he would for real choke himself yeah with a rubber band around his neck for the hanging scene the director worried at times like for him because he was like because he wanted to make it look really realistic and he right. did like he he does like unfortunately and i'm not going to go too far into this but i've gone very deep into a rabbit hole on reddit before and i've seen a video of someone hanging themselves for real and it was it looked like that uh, well but but kudos to him when he is Hey, he he. Some people just writhe around, but he grabs the branch and pulls himself up. But then his but then, yeah his TP belt buckle ended up being the death of him as Madman comes up next to him, grabs the belt buckle, and br rips him down and snaps his neck. So brutal, um, brutal. I said, but I did say, why Madman Mars smell like death though? Like why? Like I, I'm just is he a zombie. I don't know. Is he a werewolf? Is he a zombie? I, yeah. I, I mean, I guess because he's homeless. I mean, like he well, they, just go. Didn't they? They Madman Mars is dead. They they killed him or they hit him with an axe or something like no. in the story. No, in the story. Well, I guess. Yeah, but I, in my mind, I thought he just killed his family and like ran away. He didn't run and, away. Somebody hit him in the face with an axe in that story, and then maybe he ran away. But that's why he looks deformed. Oh, I guess that's why he's deformed. But why he smell like death? I guess because just because he's not taking a bath or something. Well, he clearly doesn't have a job with no income and no electricity. <laughs> and he looks like, I mean, he's Jason. Okay, let's be real. This is basically Jason Voorhees, but okay. It's Jason Voorhees with like, like Bobo, Bobo, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I can't even get past this wig. Bootleg, and, and like, bootleg and, and, Bobo, Jason Voorhees. And he's got this wispy goatee thing, and I just, um, he's like an overweight crypt keeper. Like he looks like the crypt keeper, oh, but like, God. but not. That just made me think of when <laughs> in the Real Housewives of New York, since we talked about it, there's one. There's one time that Ramona like goes up to talk to Bethany about something and it cuts to Bethany interviewed Ben. She goes, well, someone from Tales from the Crypt just came up to me. <laughs> well, but yeah, basically he's, Ram he's, he's, he's Ramona on the runway in that one episode. 
I mean, even if you look at the cover of this box, his hair is not even like that, but it looks like a, the, the silhouette of Medusa. Like, it's just, it, you can't, and not the Anchor Bay re-release, or maybe the Anchor Bay, one of these re-releases. That's re, one the of one these I posters, have. That's the one I have. The one with the, with the silhouette that looks like Harold in the trees? Yes. Okay, well, the other one, it's just like, it's a different, it's, it's, it's very, it's a very bad cover, oh, but I, it looks I like, know what you're like Medusa in uh, whatever, but. Uh, <sighs> so after, yeah, so sorry that I skipped ahead so far. I'm sorry. You, like, you, we got to go back. Now Dave's yeah, going looking. Yeah, Dave says, but before Dave goes looking, Mar, uh, there's this whole scene that sets up this scene where I guess it's TP and Max are trying to get the, there's an ax in this piece of wood that they're like, the sword you know, and the no stone. One, yeah, it's sword and stone kind of thing. Uh, earlier, and now Max is, uh, Mar, yeah, Madman, Ma, Madman Mars, Max, Madman Mars. I go, who get that axe? Because he he like easily gets that out. And also, like, I'm sorry, but no one could dig a freaking. I mean, maybe I couldn't get it out, but like, no, no guy there could or girl. But I mean, you know, strength. No one could get that axe out by. I mean. <sighs> Whatever. This isn't Sword in the Stone. And you know that that tree trump is tree trump tree stump is probably like all <laughs> rotted. There's just no way. No, and then, there's no and way that that would ever happen. And it would starts, that no one could get no it out. One. It's and like two people bye. And then and just, like stop trying to be a Disney movie all of a sudden. I know, and he basically like pops an aneurysm, grunting, and when pulls this fucking thing out, and yeah, you're the king now. You're you're King Mars. Good job, good job. Uh, what what like Bobo, Jason Voorhees, um, Candyman that, Harold Voorhees, Candyman Harold Voorhees. <laughs> so the pacing slows down again yeah. at the Dave. "Quote unquote." I'm called. I, I I quoted Chase because I it was a very it was very loosely. It was Chase. a tiptoe through the damn tulips. It was. It was. It was Tiny Tim tip throwing through the damn tulips chase scene, and I it's, I even said I used the term chase loosely. At 40 minutes, even when when he finds TP, it doesn't really add any excitement. Well, I got scared when he turned around because you see the feet hanging, and so like you're like, oh, he's gonna run into it. And then what this movie does every now and then that does does well for me is like right when it turned around, like I knew it was gonna like he was gonna go, <gasps> you know, whatever. But then the synthy music is just kind of okay, they, yeah, just boing, boing, say, boing. yeah. I I said basically like when I was taking notes, I basically said the, the same music thing. gets like, me the whole time. These me effects. Too. Me too, but like that, but it, they had to do that because I mean the pacing is so bad, so it's so poorly paced, and even so his death is even his death is kind of like whatever. But the music was good, and I hated him anyway, so like I didn't care. Yeah, but the I point care. is I the pace still. I mean, but at, the point is at this point the pace still didn't pick up for me. Right. It was it was like a cool like for a second I thought it was going to and then it was like okay never mind they right. had like a synthy little stab and then it was like done right and then so we th that's when we cut back to uh, Stacy I guess talking to Betsy and she's like try I, I mean I think she's trying to come off as a strong woman but, but she also just comes, comes off as kind of like bitchy to me I mean, like, I don't need you to be, like, a cunt all the time. I don't know. Like, I, it's just, like, they couldn't find a middle ground with her character. It was, like, sh she just, just, like, straight up, like, a bitch. And I don't, like, that doesn't make you a strong woman. That makes you a bitch. Like. Well, she, but, but she knows how to, she knows what to look for under the hood of a car. Her own head? 
well that but but like that did i miss a class growing up like i know that i'm gay but like why are all these people opening car hoods like what are they gonna do like i don't even know if an engine would be missing like um, no me neither and i've seen uh, no we we totally missed it was it was called like uh dad's teaching it or something and neither of our dads taught us it or i guess I mean, I don't my even... dad taught me triple a uh, <laughs> so it was like yeah, I mean, I mean I ha- I'm always like shocked when people can open my like I'll like pop it but apparently like my hood because it's like it sounded really sexual but uh, mm. not my vaginal hood or my cl- clitoral hood uh, my Honda Civic 2016 hood um, <laughs> it's like really hard even for people to like know it's like it takes uh, whatever I, I can't even to, find the button on my accord I went, to, open. I went to Valvoline the other day and was in a total hell and this guy tried to tell me a story about new hoods and BMWs that I gave a shit about so anyway oh, like, I don't know any of this I can barely t- apparently now it takes like two people to open up some of these like hoods so if you're like suck and you're by yourself like you can't even open the hood oh my god so, anyway, anyway whatever anyway. Um, <laughs> so, and then and then I just wrote ew Ellie and then picking back up maybe around 55 minutes. Oh, well, right before Ellie, though, Stacy's death, you alluded to it, but... Well, no, I was just saying, ooh, Ellie, I think she, like, had a mid-transition scene. And oh, I, oh, yeah. I, every time, every time she was on the, on the screen, it made me want to die. So, like... <laughs> so, uh, Stacy... I, I mean, I guess they all know this kid's... You know, they're all... No one... I don't know why they didn't get together and make an actual plan to find this kid. Cause it seems like if it was that big of a fucking deal, like you would like talk to each other about it, which they kind of do, but like no plans made. Everyone's just like walking out into fucking nowhere. Well, where's the other little girl that looks like from the village of the day into the beginning? Like where are the other two kids that are at camp? Uh, I think later on you see one of them because, well, you see him at the very end because, uh, I can't stop calling her friend scene. Betsy tells them to get into the bus. Oh, you're right. That's so right. I think they were like asleep or something. Oh, okay. Um, and they got scared by the story or whatever. So, Stacy, this is a long scene. You, I mean, her death takes so long to get to. It well, was, and her death is over cool. in about one and a half seconds. It is, and it takes about twenty minutes to get there. Like, how long do we have to see her bent over into the hood of this car? Like, yeah, I know. It was like. So she, like, at 54 minutes, this is what I said earlier, she finds Dave's headless body. So that was cool. And then there is an actual chase scene, kind of, with mm. Stacy. I don't know. Like, I don't care. <laughs> the yeah, car, not, really, that car so. not working trope, you know. Like, go figure. Did you, did you see that car? Obviously, it ain't working. I mean, I was bored with this very early on. Like, just kill her. She's clearly going to die. It took like 10 minutes for him to finally kill her. Like for real, 10 minutes. I counted it. Yeah. Because uh, I was like looking at the timer on the, like for just see how poorly paced it was. It took 10 minutes for him to kill her, but it's a long time. And he does it by jumping on top of the hood of and crushing her head off. But at the end of the day too, that hood was kind of slanted. Like uh, if I jumped on that, I would slide right off. There ain't no way that I would jump on that at an angle and like not fall the hell over. Let alone kill, cut someone's head off. I mean... But he's a werewolf, so Jesus H. Christ. I get <laughs> Harold, uh... Harold, Harold Mars, Whatever his name is. I like, Bobo Jason Voorhees. I can't wait for it to be uh, Mr. Feeney in a mask. <laughs> but I, he I, does... 
I ain't gonna that, lie. That they guy did look like Mr. Feeney, though. They did. They had that same. They had the same hair color too. <laughs> I mean, except for his was a little wild, like Madman Mars. And at the end of the day, too, like, and this is, I know you didn't and watch. And maybe this show. I guess they, maybe they were like, oh no, why are you saying I didn't like it? No, I'm saying I'm gonna say I know you didn't watch this sh- TV show growing up, or but Boy, Boy Meets World. No, I was oh, not. Oh, oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, let me. But um, yes. But there is a character. His name is Goldar, and basically, if you took Mad Mac Man Mars and threw a gold winged armor on him, like this is what I mean. That's who I thought of the whole movie. He's from Power Rangers, and it's the dumbest. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. But like, yeah, so people, I didn't watch that. You're some right. people. Some people probably did as well, and um, but yeah, take t- take him out of his overalls and throw gold wings on him. He is he's helping Rita. <laughs> like okay, I I got <laughs> like I just went on and on about how I don't care about Billy and Ellie. Like I don't care. I don't. I don't care. I was whenever she's like anybody. I'm like, oh my god, I hate you, Ellie. You're whining. Maybe you want to run into the woods near me, scream Madman Mars's name, and just run face first into his claws and axe. And I don't know what I even was talking about, honestly. When I say an hour and two minutes into the movie, Billy finally gets it. Like, what the fuck happened to him? I I don't I don't even know what I'm talking about, honestly. Oh God, Ellie again finally dies after a long and tedious chase scene at one hour and thirteen minutes. And she just, Why she the just, fuck did she live so long? But she's just walking around. Anybody? I'm just like, oh, Lord. I'm like, please, say his name so that he'll come and get you. But I did uh, think it was funny that, that uh, Betsy ends up actually shooting uh, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's where... What happens to Billy, though? I don't even... Um, Billy has his neck broken. Oh, neck broken, right. Okay, so... Ellie gets hacked with the axe, and then we have this, okay, Betsy becomes a strong character. She's like, she tells the kid, you know, the four kids or whatever, go get in the bus. And she's like, I'm going to go after this guy. And she's like, I wouldn't have. Why did, like, what I don't understand is, like, I get this one kid's missing, but, like, drive away and go get help. Well, no, when she, right before she does all this, she calls Max at the bar or whatever. And I'm like... Did I miss something? Why is she calling Max at the bar and like not the police? Yeah, she has like blood everywhere. And he, in my oh, response, right. was like, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, like, right. like in what context? Like, did someone's always leak or like she just says there's blood everywhere? Come help! Like, what does that mean? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know why she couldn't say like I like people are being. I think someone's been murdered or yeah. Yeah, yeah, like anything like that. You and know? P.S. I'm calling you, not the police. So hey help yeah i don't understand why like i mean yes i get that the whole like vibe was to get this like strong female character like going after this guy but like it doesn't really work for me because it makes no sense because why would you do that alone like you're not right. well, we see, yeah yeah i got whatever. you I got I mean, you. But then when she's driving that bus or that car or whatever, and when Madman Mars runs right in front of the car and like stops like Bigfoot, I oh, lost yeah. it. I was screaming. He's like, <laughs> like yeah, and I I was screaming. I was laughing so hard. His face. It was like, oh my God. He just looks ridiculous in general, but this was awful. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. Um yeah. I mean, like it it, it was 
it was bad costuming or makeup or whatever. But so she uh, she goes back and she's going to try to kill him. And uh, she ends up being impaled on a hook. And then the house catch uh, the his farmhouse catches fire. So yeah, and, and when she walks into the house, be dead into that. And also him when she walks into the house with with the shotgun and everything like i was like this is a tad too long again chasing where she's like very long creeping around room to room and you see him in the background but then she fires her gun but i want you to rewatch it she fires her gun and i swear it looks like she just took seven shots of tequila and got off the merry-go-round at the same time she's like oh she like i guess it's the kickback or whatever from the from the 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 shotgun but rewatch her and it's like i need to find a still shot of that she looks like she like has been i don't even drunk off the tilt a whirl she starts spinning around yeah so basically (laughs) she's killed and burned in the fire and we presume that madman mars was also killed in the fire and then the movie ends with um max pulling up to Richie who's in the middle of the road which I'm going to talk about a fun fact with that when okay. we talk about fun facts I'm not going to tell right we're now. almost there yeah yeah but um and Richie's in the road and he's just like madman Mars he's real and then it just ends ends I mean final boy but like final boy not really it. though I mean like there's not that this movie's they like I haven't I hadn't really thought about it till now but like there's really not a final anybody more kind of Richie I mean, kind of him, but, like, he's not shown enough in the movie, really, to be, like, set up to be... When you talk about the stereotypical final but it, but person, look, it's not... They, they, really. But they talking and looking for him the whole damn movie. He's not maybe on screen, but he's true. a focal point the whole no, time. True, true, but, like, it's just not... It's not... When you talk about final whatever, it's just not... It doesn't look the same, I guess. It's not the same, but they tried. So, okay, they, let's, they, let's yeah, go they tried, the, But they tried better with that than they did Madman's wig facts so um i mean anything's better than that like whatever um so let's uh just list the kills real quick okay so, so you I, start off with madman mars's family wife. his wife son, yeah, and daughter so his wife, son and daughter chopped with axes then we got dippy i you know what i actually he might be my favorite character in the movie he gave no shit he gives zero and shit. his uh throat slashed then we got TP, Toilet Paper, slash Tyler Perry, slash Timothy Pulaski, hanged with a noose until his neck snapped. And I really actually thought that that, like, was uh, realistic and... Uh, oh, cool definitely. Uh, realistic. Yeah. Dave is next. He's a piece of shit, by the way. Um, decapitated with an axe. Then we have Stacy with, uh, she was decapitated by a car hood when Mad Mad Marks jumped on it, which is hilarious whenever he jumps. <laughs> but okay. Uh, Bill gets his neck slapped. Slapped. Snapped. Slapped it. Woo! Oh. Ellie. Oh, God. Ha- the bane of, maybe, the, maybe like the worst character that I've ever seen in my life and person, probably in real life. Sorry, whoever you are. Um, hacked in the chest with an axe. Heck yeah. Then we got Betsy Galen Ross slash Franny from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Impaled on a hook, then burned to death in the fire. And then we presume that Mad Men Marks is, is possibly burned to death. We don't. Probably not. They are probably wanting to make... Well, I actually know they were going to try to make a they sequel. They were going to do a sequel. So, yeah, with Richie. Yeah. So we'll go in... Do you want to go into the fun facts now? Let's do some fun facts. 
Okay. So the guy that played Madman Mars, and I don't know how to say his name, it's like Paul Ellers. I think his son was born during filming and he went to the hospital in full makeup to hold him for the first time. So can you imagine with that wig and everything saying that in a hospital to hold a baby? That's awful. That's horrible. And apparently his shoes were so slippery, almost fell out of the tree at times. Like, I don't really, why? why, I don't care. Okay. Uh, (laughs) What was he wearing? Like a dish? I know what well, those would have gripped. Uh, yeah, they weren't wearing. Were he wasn't wearing grippy. They put they put him in ballet flats or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the leaf. Okay, this kind of confused. The leaf had to be painted green because it was supposed to be the end of summer, and they filmed in the winter. But wouldn't I felt like it was supposed like. When I watched the movie, I felt like it was presumably fall. So that's a little bit of a mix. They do talk about it being like around Thanksgiving at times, but then they also yeah. call, they also they also call it a summer camp. So I don't know because first of all, who goes who the hell goes to summer or fall camp? Like I, that's why I was like, is this Friday the Thirteenth Part Five? Right. So it was kind of interesting. Like it's it kind of seemed like a halfway house counseling place for like troubled ch- children to me. Well, see, and I've also it read was that like the, an orphan camp or something. I've also read that this was a, this was a camp for gifted children. Oh, well, I mean, that would have been nice to for them to have said at some point <laughs> in the movie instead of us just trying to assume why are these kids here for so long? These four kids. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, what and also if they're if they're like something's wrong with them. Way to tell a story like that to them. I mean, like, good job, right. Mac. So, sorry. It was originally based on Cropsy, but uh, which is like um, a tall tale. Uh, not a, It's not a tall tale. It's not like Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> or Rip Van Winkle. Uh, no, it's like... It's a, an le- it's a it's an urban yeah. legend. It's an yeah. urban legend that was a guy in New York that uh, was part of like Willowbrook, but when which is a mental institution when it cl- like a real mental institution when it closed, he like apparently lived in like the tunnels underneath and stuff like that. But, but then they had a movie coming out, right? What they, we had another movie that was that just came out yeah. or was coming out. Well, they found out be- that the burning was actually like his name is Cropsy in that movie. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they found out about that, and they were and also, you know, I guess it's so sad that 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 the burning is a wine scene production, but um, they had more money, so they had to right. discard their idea and um. Yeah. So, and when that's and that that explains some of the inconsistencies I think and the and the and the problems with the plot and pacing is because oh, it they, definitely does, especially with like the deformities. Of, yeah, uh, they did him. redo him um, at the last minute, do some reshoots and rewrites. So, like, I get it, I get it, but also, Candyman Harold Voorhees by yeah, I mean, like, in crop, I mean, the burning is loosely based, very loosely based on Cropsey. If you actually like read the whole or. There are like there's actually a documentary about Cropsey that's very interesting, um, and there's nothing about him being like burned or anything like that. So it was like loosely based on that, but he was burned in the burning, obviously. So that would make more sense that they were doing trying to do a Cropsey thing, I guess. But that's weird. They're trying to do the same thing because Cropsey was never supposed to be, like supposedly a burn victim, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't know legend. either. Anyway, whatever. 
So it was originally surprisingly passed uncut um, in the UK, but was seized during the video Nasty Craze and finally released in 2002. And I always think it's so crazy if you were living in the UK, like you wouldn't have access to all these movies during the video Nasty Craze. Uh, yeah. Like that, there's so many movies that like a lot of people didn't see until the 2000s. Like well, people you know, didn't I, see Texas Chainsaw Massacre until the 2000s. Like that's like insane to me. Well, and then I have friends in the UK and like they don't see some of these movies until they go on Shudder. And I'm like, you know, because Shudder will put a lot of old movies in the like, Oh, yeah. a new movie on Shudder. But like it's from the 80s. And like first time watching and I'm like, wow, because one, they didn't know it was there to ever watch. And then two, right. it's actually like, the yeah. Obscure. And yeah, how are they going to yeah find it even like, is it st- streaming? Well, yeah. There are two guys on the Hysteria Continues. One's from England and the other's from Ireland. So they um, had to deal with, and they were they're a little they they were alive during the video nasty craze. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's interesting listening to like how when they got to watch stuff and um, if it did pass it even if it if even if it did pass through like the censorship, it would come out usually about a year after the movie right. came out. And they would read it, but they would read about it in Fangoria, mm-hmm. usually, because uh, they would do a lot of stories about slasher movies and stuff like that. So they would just, like, read about this and just wait and wait and wait. And so I think a lot of times maybe some stuff was built up for them in a good way, maybe sometimes in a bad way. I don't know. Right, yeah. But I, I always think that's really interesting, like, especially in today's times where you can literally watch anything at, like, the push of a button. Yeah. And... And I remember, but I remember, you know, back in the day when I like my dad was having Trent Dawn of the Dead every three days <laughs> until like they finally started selling VHS at like Camelot in the mall or something. And they weren't really selling a lot of VHS until that point. And I remember like that was the first one I got, I think, except for if you like got something at Big Lots that was like a. Uh, what was the good times you know the movie like night of the living dead was one of those like where it didn't have like copyright issues i don't so know they, the like, stru- i don't know the struggles you all had with vhs's i had them my whole life because my dad's video store so true facts <laughs> i mean like I when i when i, I was younger struggles when i was younger either they were good times it was like a production company called good times where they would put out stuff that was um the copyright had run out or like something was messed up with the copyright so they they had the rights to do put out like because night of the living dead messed up their uh copyright stuff forever and exactly uh, so that you could get that you could always get that movie always um, <laughs> but uh <laughs> um and then like i remember having some like three stooges videos and little rascals and maybe like a wc fields video and then besides that it was all stuff we had taped off tv was most of the VHSs that I had were movies that we had taped off TV. So I didn't get to see them full on. I remember like I watched Animal House all the time, but I did I didn't know I didn't know half the jokes till like ten years later when I got a real copy of it. Right. But okay, so back to the fun facts. Sorry. <laughs> this movie was originally and I think this is a pretty cool thing. So the movie originally was set up to have a sequel with Richie being blamed after Max finds him traumatized on the side of the road. I want it. I still want it. Give it to us. I'd like it now. I, th- I think, you know what? I think it would work now. I think that I'd like to see a, like a low budgety looking madman. Uh, you know, if this movie came out today, 
I would probably like it a lot more just because it was just like this is actually like for today. Because I mean, the shit that I've seen like that's come out recently, some of it's so bad. Give me a sequel. Give me it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it would make sense too. Yeah. Um, we already talked about how Tom Fish, who played Toilet Paper slash Tyler Perry slash uh, uh, what's his name Timothy Tim- Timothy Pulaski. Pulaski. That he would for real choke himself. Yeah. Galen Ross changed her name to Alexis Dubin for the movie, probably because the film was non-union. But I think also, she, uh, I've, I think it's pretty well known that I think she was pretty embarrassed by this movie later on. But I think originally she changed her name um, on it because it was a non-union movie and she was in SAG. Yeah, well, she's also a little bit Alexis. <laughs> oh my gosh! La 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 la. And also, like, I think she's very—I I don't know why—that I always get the feeling she's very embarrassed by this movie, especially because she became a filmmaker in her own right, like for documentaries and stuff later on in her life that were actually there that, that are actually critically acclaimed. And so she's kind of like, "Well, this movie is here, and a lot of people have seen it, but like, I but wish." I- I wasn't at all. It's got, it's yeah. It's got decent reviews. I mean, I mean it does, but like I can see where you're like a you know. She's her probably parents. embarrassed at that goddamn hot tub scene. Bye. I would be honestly. I mean, Bobo I, with with the the very 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 times infinity Bobo bootleg version of <laughs> Russell Todd. God, you know, Russell should really listen to this more because we talk about him basically every. Episode. You talk about him every. I love episode. him. Okay, that's cool. Like I want, I want him to leave his wife and date me. I'm sorry. Oh, I, oh. Okay. I'm yes. Call, okay, you're. you're call Annie. me homework. Homework and. You're, you're Annie Wilkes over here, y'all. I am Annie. I am. I'm a homer. I would be a. I would for him. I would be homeworker, and I don't. Oh. I do not. I don't respect people like that. Okay, well, for for legal reasons only. Uh, I am not involved in this scheme. <laughs> oh. How far could I really go besides emailing him? I mean, like, okay. Like right. I'm not gonna, I don't, I'm not gonna try to find him. I'm too, I'm, too, I'm too lazy to be a homewrecker, to be honest. So, <laughs> well, hey, like, I, you got, I you got ethics. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like, okay, yeah, I'm done. Like, cool. cool. Like, I don't even care. Um, although he did have some people his that he was an agent of work on Stranger Things. Anyway, uh, okay, Russell Todd done. So, what would you? Are you? Are we? Are we ready to rate this? Well, okay, I think it's uh, this is a, one more fun fact. We already talked about being in limbo, but uh, the filming of the movie was suspended. So, okay, it was filmed in the 80s. Thanks. It Did was filmed at the it start, they started <laughs> filming at the beginning of November in 1980 and they had to stay um well, Uh-oh. they didn't have to, but they stopped filming for one day. <laughs> what? Nothing. I've, nothing. Well, uh, okay. They thought, was there a reason? Like, did we surmise that it was filmed in the seventies? No, I thought that we didn't know if it was late eighties or early eighty one. But you said okay, it was filmed in the eighties, and I was just like, thanks. <laughs> no, I meant eighty, nineteen eighty. <laughs> because at first I was thinking, well, it was either filmed yeah. it because it didn't distribute till eighty two. So I thought either it was filmed in late eighty right. or early eighty one. But it was. It did start filming in November of eighty. And then they stopped filming for only one day, and it was December 8th, 1980. And do you know what that date, why they would have stopped filming? Do you know what that date means? December 8th, 1980. In 1980? Hmm? 
very a very famous assassination or kill murder. Oh, um, imagine all the people. Yep, at John Lennon. Uh, so they stopped wow. filming for one day because of the murder of John Lennon, and that happened in another movie that I was reading about recently. I can't. Oh, Terror on Tour. That they uh, there was they actually had like a real band in that movie, and they were filming oh, on that date, cool. and they they had to like cut shut down film. Like a lot of things. It's bizarre. It's bizarre that. Not bizarre in a bad way. I just it's interesting that like so many things would shut down because of the death of a musician. Because I don't think that would really happen now. <clears throat> All right, so moving on. Time to rate. Yay! While you go first, I would give this a two point seven five out of five. Al. Oh, I, I mean, I, I enjoy it. It's it's entertaining. I, it's not like horrible. Uh, I have fun with it. I watch it once or twice a year since high school. Uh, I cannot. I cannot do that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I maybe should start doing two ratings, one on rewatchability, like with rewatchability involved in it and the other not like critically. No, we're not critics. Bye. Just do it all in one. Oh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> La Robert Ebert. Well, Siskel, what? Which one is alive still? Aren't they both dead? I think. Whatever. They're jealous of me in their graves. I don't so, even know who they. I don't know. You don't know who they are. <laughs> I'm like Mariah Carey. I don't. I don't know her. I only know men on men on films from in Living Color. Um, Three snaps, y'all. Two point seven five snaps and around the back, y'all. I've been, I've been going back and watching old and living color episodes. I have them like DVR recorded. God, so I good. I love them so much. Oh, they're so good. That whole show is actually way funnier than SNL. I said it. Yes. No, I, love um, it. I think it's a great show. It's, it's but anyway, what are your what's anyway? Your... Okay. Oh God, one point seven five. Hey. I don't want to. I I. I like I, it's crazy because I, it has such a strong opening. That's what's really crazy to me is with the opening, <clears> you feel like you're really in for it, like a fun ride. And until you see Mr. Feeney, until you see Mr. Feeney, <laughs> who could have been Vincent Price, but thank God, I thank God it wasn't Vincent Price because I would have been, I don't know what that would have been. Oh my God. So, well, I think though, I'm going gonna, gonna to stay gagged on, um, Candyman Harold Voorhees first and foremost. Uh, his what well, his wig? His wig, his overalls, um, everything about him. His claws. I mean, his claws are treacherous. I'm gonna stay gagged on TP's belt buckle. Oh, the belt buckle, yes. Uh, and also the noose. And also, like, I would rather gag my like choke myself and gag myself to death and look at ellie again you're so terrible oh my I, God. well i mean sorry girl <laughs> like i whatever bitch i, yeah. I you were a bad actress and well, i can't stand you oh my god well at the end of the day i'm gonna stay gagged on future submissions for the approval of the gag me with a knife podcast the tale of madman mars see you guys bye